So Rob, I'm having recording issues because I jumped the gun and got on the uh, Mac OS Sonoma 14.1 beta. <laughs> oh my, why, why would you do that? <laughs> I, 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 September is a fog, Rob. And these betas came so quickly after the official release that I was in such a... So it was automatic pilot downloading these betas because I never do it so that they do it automatically at night. I don't like that. Um, I want to do it on my time because half the time it fails anyway. And then you're like faced with it starting to, you know, want to restart your machine while you're uh, while you're working or something. But in any event, I just went ahead and did it. And uh, Audio Hijack didn't like that very much. And I ended up having to hand install their, their like... Uh, audio recorder helper kernel, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I had to hand hand install it using the terminal and that worked, although it keeps, it keeps warning me that something's wrong and it doesn't seem to want to do the backup, the backup recording part of like Skype or discord or zoom or whatever I'm using for the, the actual call part. So this, any backup is completely on you today, Rob. Uh, that's fine. I mean, we're 171 episodes in, and I've never needed the Skype backup. So I today know. will definitely be when we need it. You know, some people <laughs> use the Skype backup to line up the audio, and I, <clears throat> I've actually never understood that. And this is just me saying that there's a million ways to record a podcast, and there none of them are really wrong or right. But that, that some people will swear by using that file to line up the audio, which I suppose if maybe you do some of that remove silence stuff and have a million different little snippets that you're trying to keep organized, that maybe that makes sense in that context. I've just never done it. I've always just taken two tracks, lined them up together, snipped off the extra on the beginning and the end, and you know, maybe made a few edits in between. Yeah, well, we do the nice countdown as well. We so do. generally, I don't even have to line anything up. I just start it and away I go. Yeah, so. yeah, it works pretty well that way. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, to each his own, to each his own. But we should talk about the St. Jude campaign that Relay FM was doing because you, as we talked about before, were doing your own sub campaign. And I was really amazed when I, I hadn't gone to your, I had been traveling and stuff. And I hadn't been to your uh, to this website to see, you know, where the leaderboard was was standing and so forth. And you pulled in a lot of cash towards the end there. Yeah, the final total was uh, a little over twelve thousand five hundred ninety dollars, um, right. which is kind of it. I mean, it, I think it speaks to how much people love stickers. It's uh, true because because <laughs> uh, poor Adam is shipping out today. Uh, 106 sticker packs to oh 15 different countries. <laughs> yeah, I, having done a lot of international mail, it, it's it's just not that easy. It's it's a project. It really is quite a project. But yeah, I, he's I, he, he's been working hard on that for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> I have a big reveal, Rob. Mm-hmm. I actually was watching towards the very end, watching your counter, and I put you over 12,000. <laughs> I did. I, I verified that I did, and then uh, and then that was it, and then it kept going. So you're <laughs> sneaky. I was you, sneaky. Uh... <laughs> I waited till the very last one of the last days. That was probably that was like the second to last day, maybe or something like mm-hmm. that. I forget exactly. Anyway, yeah. Thank you to everybody who donated. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, got lovely ruminate stickers, and uh, we got family ones and our OMG to LOL ones. Oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting all uh, of them. They're on their way. 
you're in the US, John, so yours might only be a couple of days. Yeah, um, it's usually pretty quick yeah. to you from the UK to the US on on mail. Oh no, I, no, Adam's in the US, so oh. you're literally. <laughs> so I, you're for some reason, I thought he was in the UK too. For some reason, so no, I didn't we. Realize that. Oh, and as a note, me and Adam are streaming on Saturday morning. Uh, well, morning your time. Uh-huh. Um, I'll put a timestamp or something in the show notes um, to pick the winners of the uh, the raffle for the OMG.LOL uh, five-year membership codes as well. Um, so we're going to do that Saturday. Uh, I don't know what we're going to do on the stream other than spin a wheel and pick some winners, but that should be fun. That sounds really good. I'll have to tune in. Get, definitely put the, the timestamp in there for, very, mm-hmm. I guess, various places, at least the UK and somewhere in the US. I, I'll, I'll uh, suggest the East Coast, not because it's the best coast, as some people like to say, but because that's where I live. And so it makes sense for me. You can put whatever you know, I'd go with mountain time. As far so as no, I can I'm tell, gonna... nobody lives in the mountain time zone. So that'll confuse people. Well, it's just mountains. So. Now we're yeah. Now we're going to hear from all the mountain men and women <laughs> who, who are unhappy that I said nobody lives in their great swath of the United States that goes through Colorado and I don't know where else, parts of Arizona, and it, it's you know that that part in the middle. <laughs> I don't know. I know I know very little. I know where you live. I know where New York is. That's pretty right. much the extent of uh, <laughs> extent of my knowledge. All right. Well, we should talk about PlayStation because I'm, I'm assuming that you played this game on, on PlayStation, the one that you have in the show notes here. I did. I did. Um, and, and just that uh, Jason will be very happy because he did mention he listens to the show and he'd mentioned that we talk about games a lot. And I always say, no, I haven't played nothing. I haven't had time. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I finished, I played and finished Stray over a, a couple of days. Yep. Um, it, it went on sale a few weeks ago and I thought oh, I'll, I'll buy it now um, and I actually found some time to play it I was able to sit down for about 5 hours straight and play it which was really nice because um, I haven't done that for a while um, this is a great game it's so much fun I love it yeah it really is good I, I think you know they really capture really well the motion of a cat which I think getting animal motion correct is not easy there's a lot of games that don't do that right but they you know, they, they got that first and foremost, which helps a lot. Plus, it's just a, a kind of a beautiful post-apocalyptic setting that looks really cool. A lot of neon lights and, and dark, you know, alleys and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I was really... I didn't know what to expect. I was like, okay, it's cat game. Like, what? I'm obviously going to play this at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was really surprised. Like, the story is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's the first like five seconds. I'm like, oh no, this is too sad. The cat's fallen over. Like this. Like, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I was really impressed with this. So it was well worth whatever it was. I paid twenty pound or something like that. Um, yeah, I was really impressed with it. I'll definitely go back and play it again. Yeah, that, that's that one is coming to the Mac and iOS. I think I forget exactly. Um, I don't know. It's interesting. The Mac is becoming kind of like the second run destination for kind of set quasi triple A games. I don't know if I call Stray a triple A game only because it, as 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 good as the graphics and the gameplay are, it's a relatively short game. Um, so it's it's a little bit different in that sense. But 
Yeah, it's a really it's really well done. It's on Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox right now, and I'm pretty sure it is coming to the Mac too. Which I'm always on the lookout to see what's coming to the Mac. <laughs> Just ever the uh, ever the optimist. Yeah, well, not so much anymore these days, to be honest. But uh, I just don't think that I just don't think it, there's a lot, a lot to, that's gonna. I don't know. I just I just don't think it's it's gonna ever happen, to be honest. I mean, I think without without some sort of solution for the graphics, I don't see it. Actually, you know, there's these the GPUs and the Mac are really in these M chips are really getting powerful, but. It's still not going to touch any of these dedicated game cards, I don't think. No, no, I don't think it is. Yeah, it is coming to the Mac. They announced it at WWDC. So there you go. There you go. It might. It may be just via Steam. I don't know. That's what happened mm-hmm. with some of these games. Um, no Man's Sky was that way, but but you know, Resident Evil Village, Apple's all-time favorite game, it actually was on the App Store. So, well, there you go. Yeah, Tim Tim Cook's favorite game. Yeah, you know, you know that you know that Tim's just chilling to a little Resident Evil. Not that you can really chill to Resident Evil Village. It's a pretty terrifying game, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of sort of playing games on the Mac, um, after I'd finished Stray, my PlayStation, you know, it's under mm-hmm. the TV in the living room, um, and my daughter has decided she can pull herself up onto things now and. She ripped the hard drive out of the front of my PS5. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> so, how, does, how does that even? How does that even happen? That, you well, mean... I, I have an external uh, drive installed for my PS4 games. Oh, I see. Um, and it's plugged into the USB-C port in the front because there's no USB-C on the back for some stupid reason. Um, and this got me thinking, oh, you know, maybe if I move the PlayStation upstairs, I can try this remote play thing that they, you know, that everyone's been, t- you know, not everyone's been talking about, but they've had it for a while now. So I went through all the bits and installed the thing on my Mac. And mm-hmm. I played for 10 minutes and then it just crapped out. Like it just <laughs> completely lost connection. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a network thing, which seems unlikely. Um, you know, nobody else was in the house. Nobody was, nothing was using the network except this. Um, so I tried to reconnect, and it was like, oh, you need to plug in your PS5 controller into the Mac. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, this is ridiculous. So that that was my extent of, of trying remote play was 10 minutes and thinking, do you know what? This isn't for me. I will, <laughs> I will just play my PlayStation somewhere it, else. Yeah, it's pretty fiddly. And I think that realistically you either have to have an incredibly fast and solid uh, wi-fi connection or ethernet helps a lot too obviously and not a lot of people have that and it just becomes kind of fiddly now i have used i have done ps5 remote play before um, especially last summer when we were in an apartment a small apartment i was playing it out on the balcony a lot at night and I haven't been playing it recently, but that's partly just because I haven't played as many PS5 games in the last, I don't know, nine months or so. But I've been meaning to get back to both it and playing, you know, Xbox Cloud Pass or whatever they, they call the cloud version of Xbox games these days. And one of the things that I was bummed about is that I, I guess the the two things that have struck me about 
going to USB-C with the iPhone is that I now have two Backbone One controllers with lightning connections that are useless to me, which is a bummer because they are very, very lightly used and I don't need a new one, but I will probably buy one at some point, though not right away, because I find that to be one of the best options for... um, for remote play is using a backbone. Although Razer's controller is very good too. And it's and come to think of it, that one too has a lightning connector. So that's a third one I need to get rid of. You, <laughs> you've got my address. You box those up. I'll look after them for you. No problem. All right. Well, I've got three of them for you, Rob. It's like they, the nice thing about the Razer one is that you can play a game with a case on. You can't do that with the backbone one. That's one of the main main differences in the way they're designed, but otherwise they're pretty much the same sort of thing anyway. But kind of anticipation of getting back into this, I pre-ordered a PlayStation Portal, which is the remote play device that has gotten a very mixed reaction, I think, with people because a lot of people saw it and they're like, well, what? I mean, we have a Steam Deck. Why do we need this thing that has no computing power in it whatsoever? It's basically just a big screen with a DualSense controller stuck on the ends. And that is exactly what it is. It's like a Wi-Fi device, which I guess is why it's only a couple hundred dollars, but it doesn't do a lot. I mean, you have to either be on your local network or you could you can do it over the internet, but it's, you know, you get a, a worse Wi-Fi signal, it's going to be hard to get it to work. But it's a big it's a big screen. And I think, I'm hoping at least that it's kind of optimized for remote play. Yeah. Yeah, you would assume so. I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like, yeah, a couple of hundred dollars um, is... It is cheap. But, you know, you, like you say, you can do this on your phone. You can do this on the iPad, your Mac. Um, but it is an interesting device. And When does this come out? So, yeah, it comes out in mid-November... And it has, I guess, the benefit, too, of having the various features of a DualSense controller, like the the rumble and all that kind of thing, and just being a nice controller in general. Uh, and a big screen, 1080p. It'll be interesting to see if there's any kind of optimization for the streaming. You know, I don't know what that might mean, whether that means compressing it down a little bit and then, you know, decompressing it on the portal end to make to use less bandwidth and make it play better. Who knows? We shall see. But yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I mean, I think a dedicated device would be nice. One thing that I don't like about it is they have these new these new headphones for it because you can't really do 3D audio with just regular Bluetooth headphones. So Sony has come out with a new, a new um, set of headphones, both over-ear and in-ear earbuds that are coming out. I forget what they're called. They're Oh, they're called the PlayStation Pulse Explore headphones. And those are another $200. And I have not bought those. I mean, I haven't decided whether I would buy them, but they're not available yet anyway. So, which is a little odd to me because Sony is out there, you know, doing things like releasing a smaller PS5 that costs more and has no drive on it. There's Sony's doing a lot of weird stuff lately. And I don't know how how they're taking pre-orders for this this portable version of, you know, remote play without having the headphones available yet. Maybe it'll have a mm-hmm. headphone jack. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, it's yeah, it's certainly not um, flying off the shelves because I can order one of these right now, and they're they're, they're saying I'll get it on release day. So, yeah, um, no, I don't think they are. It's a very to me, this is like a very niche product. It's not like for everybody. This is like. This is, I mean, I think this would actually be good for you because as you were, you were trying to solve the problem of what do you do when your daughter is kind of, you don't want your daughter sitting in front of some violent video game or, (laughs) or, you know, like a lot of explosions and a lot of noises or whatever. You might want to use remote play. And this is one way to do that with what should be a good quality screen. And, um, you know, that's, that's kind of how I plan to use it. Uh, yeah, I mean, given the price of this, this is what we paid for our baby monitor, and the screen on our baby monitor is nowhere near <laughs> as good as this. Like, not even close. Right. It's like well, the yeah. best screen I've seen in my life. So. Right. I mean, it is kind of expensive for something that doesn't have any compute power, but on the other hand, there's things like that. Plus, there's the fact that, like, a Backbone One controller, if you buy it from them, is $100, so you're halfway there already. Uh, of course, you can use your phone with it, but your phone's not as big a screen and you know the dual sense is going to beat the control pad of any of any backbone one too so mm-hmm. yeah i i am interested in this i have to I, I would bet money that this drops in price you know within a year or something probably um, even if it's not the official price drop like i can see this being sold for sort of like 170 150 from various retailers cuz yep I don't. It even says here, due to high demand, there's a limit of one per per order, and I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, Sony, whatever you say. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Who knows what's going to go on there? Um, but I'm getting ready for that because I think it'll be a nice way to play Spider-Man, although that comes out first, I mm-hmm. guess. And yeah. so, like Spider-Man and Super Mario Wonder are my two games for the fall. Yeah, I. I have <laughs> Stray was one of many games that I've bought that I'm still trying to play through. I'm still playing through the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm back on that again. Oh, okay. Um, I think I'm still halfway through The Last of Us Part One, like the remake. Oh um, which yeah, I, yeah. I started before Mia was born. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I might started get there in the end. I started that sometime last summer, I think, and I I, I should return to that one as well. Uh, but I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, I had a very long, like six to eight weeks where I just didn't play any games. So I'm just kind of just getting back into it. Going to continue playing Tears of the Kingdom. I think Cocoon looks really nice. It's a puzzle game that that Federico recommended to me. So I think I may, may dive into that sometime as a kind of a, a nice in between game. Yeah. Do you know, the more I'm looking at this PlayStation portal, the more I kind of want it, but I'm going <laughs> to, well, it's one of those things that when I saw it, you know, it, it's like, we're so used to seeing things like the steam deck and the ROG alley ally and other kind of steam deck, like, handhelds now windows machines whatever they happen to be that this looked like a really weird announcement and it kind of is but on the other hand you know I, I think sony's just decided that the console is there is the heart of their system and they're not gonna bother with with portable stuff other than as an accessory to the ps5 and as an accessory to the ps5 i think this potentially works really well i hope that the the execution is good and that it actually streams games well there hasn't been a lot of reporting on it yet it'll be interesting to see 
when people get review units and you know you start seeing things on like polygon and that sort of thing yeah definitely i'll be keeping an eye out for that this is this is definitely something to go on my list and potentially justify 200 pound at some point yeah definitely i mean i think it's pretty cool um so speaking of paying for things that might be unusual uh you are using what what feels like to me the topic of the month is it kind of is, is it kagi kagi i think it's kagi kagi yeah it's a it's a paid search engine and i'm using the starter tier right now to see if that's enough for what i do which is five dollars a month or sixty dollars a year or yeah i think that's what it is mm-hmm. five dollars or maybe it's 50, maybe they charge like 54 for the year i forget but in any event it's um i'm pretty happy with it so far i mean for me part of it was in september i was doing a lot of research for the my mac os review and i was on the road a lot and using a 13 inch m1 macbook air and any search i did on google was all junk it was all just ads and I had to scroll just to see like really even one decent result. And so I got kind of tired of that and I got kind of tired of the fact that Google results aren't as good as they used to be, I don't think. And so I thought I'd try something different because I mean, I've heard a lot of people talking about this. It's not my first time around the block with this service. I tried it like maybe nine months ago and didn't like it. And I retried it starting about a week ago. And I like it better. And I don't know what has changed. I haven't, I haven't dived into all the de- all the uh, the the intricate features of it. You know, the special features that they have. One that I have tried though that I like a lot is that when you do a search, there's a little toggle switch at the top where you can change from general web search to forum search, which is really just like the Reddit, mm-hmm. the Reddit switch. Sure. Because <laughs> that's really 99% of what shows up, Stack Overflow and Reddit. And it's kind of that's kind of nice because it, it floats all that stuff to the top. And depending on the topic you're interested in, that's a pretty, that's a pretty good way to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's, you know, I, it's not like revolutionary by any means, but it's kind of one of those things where I got a little tired of, of the status quo and thought I'd see what else is out there just to try something new. Yeah. I mean, as much as I'm sort of, you know, making a sarcastic comment because Jason, who I mentioned earlier in the show has not shut up about it either for the last few weeks. Oh, really? Um, (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Jason's all in on it. Um, I did try it out and and a bit like you, I'm kind of in this, I'm just like, oh, Google's like kind of not, great like the like you say the results there's a lot of crap there yeah um i was impressed with the the listicles section that yeah. kagi has <laughs> in the search i'm like do you know what sometimes that is all i want just show right. me 20 of these things that i'm searching for like yep. just let me pick one of those I, especially like their example is you know shopping you, you want whatever a tv or something like that yeah do you know what please just show me 20 of these and i can just pick one that i like the look of and be done with it um it, it's, I don't know. I feel weird about paying for search. Yeah, I know. Be... I mean, it's 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 very counterintuitive. I think for a lot of people. I mean, yeah, it's always been free at, since the beginning of time. And uh, I, you know, another thing I guess I like is that uh, it has kind of the filters always visible at the top, 
which you, you don't have to click through to them like you do on Google. So I can search, you know, by country. I can search. I can uh, change the order. I can change the time period and stuff like that. All of which is quite good. It has mm-hmm. AI built into it. Not sure I really care about that, but it it does. I mean, um, it's got some other... I. Basically, what I need to do is go through and mess around with it a lot more. What really matters to me is not these, you know, fancy features and and stuff like that. It's more just having a reliable search. You can also do things like, so for instance, like I just searched Mac Stories and there's a little badge that gives you some information about the website and you can, if you think this is a good result, you can, you know, you can boost it higher. So it's a little bit of a crowdsource thing a little bit, which is, which is good. I think, um, what else do they have? You can summarize the pages too. That's another AI thing, I guess, but yeah, I don't yeah. know. You Look, know, I'm it, just looking at their, um, their example here, um, is the Python, Python exceptions, which is kind of the kind of thing that I'd be Googling and, and they, it's sort of broken down and you've got a bunch of different pages from Python documentation. And then further down, there's a bunch of different GitHub repos that might have what I'm looking for. Like, oh, I think you're convincing me to try it out properly um, between you and Jason. Yeah. I mean, and it's got a pretty good, I forget how long the, um, the free, the free trial is. It's pretty long. Uh, so it looks like you get a hundred searches to to start with okay 100 searches i thought it was a time thing but yeah 100's not too bad that'll you know i mean that'll get you for you'll probably get you through most of a week if not more depending on what you're doing that week but yeah it's uh i did that and then i kind of let it go for a while and i thought you know what i'm just gonna start paying for this for a while and get a more of a long-term view of it and see how it goes i just I, i think more than anything the fact that it's just a simple the results pages are simple that and just text goes an awful long way towards making, you know, I, I was trying to think about what it was like. It's like going to Google now is like going to Walmart to find a book at the library. I mean, it's like you, you, you're in there to find an answer to a question and you don't want Walmart. You want the library of Congress. You want, you want, you want to find, (laughs) you know, you're looking for a particular book. You want a bookstore. You want to, you want a library. You don't want a a convenience store or something like that. It's, it's just like, it's become a bit of a junk place and they've made it too hard to find answers. And what you really want when you're searching is a quick answer. And this to me kind of does that. And I think the results have gotten to the point where I haven't felt like I was getting a, getting worse results than Google. And of course, there's no reason not to just go back to Google and do a quick Google search if once in a while I feel like I need to expand my horizon, you know, my search horizons a little bit. So, yeah, anyway. definitely. I don't know. I'm going to put this on my on my list to try out as well. So, All right. Um, and my list is fairly long at this point. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> this is just, it goes in my inbox in Obsidian, which I'm looking at it right now is probably about 40 different items oh, of things yeah. to, I don't even want to, I am so far behind on that kind of stuff. And I feel almost a little bit of stress about it sometimes, but then I like calm myself down and just start doing them. Like I just redid all my home kit stuff and that's been sitting needing to be done for a long time. And then I've got. I've got some other stuff. I got a bunch of other projects that I want to 
uh, I want to do. I, I didn't tell you. I think we talked about my home assistant yellow. Mm-hmm. I yes. bought the wrong uh, pie for it. Oh no! <laughs> I bought. I actually bought a full-on Raspberry Pi with all the I/O and not the compute module, and so I wasn't. I just wasn't paying enough attention. And now the compute modules are impossible to get again. So I'm just gonna. I don't know. Now I have a Raspberry Pi that I can do a project with. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it into a NAS or something like that, or a or a Plex or a Plex server or something like that. Yeah, why not? I mean, I got it. I mean, it's not like I got it. I bought it like more than a month ago. It's not returnable anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think we'll be back in a couple of weeks and maybe I will have played another game. Who Sounds knows? good. Yeah, I think <laughs> hopefully I will have too. I'm getting ready to play uh, Cocoon, as I said, probably on the PS5, I think. I was going to play it on Steam Deck, but I think I'm going to go PS5 because I'm tr- I want to have some games that I want to be in the middle of when that portal actually shows up. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good call. 